And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order, you know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and less to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present the conclusion to the Halls of Ivy starring Ronald and Benita Coleman. And we'll rock it off into the future for a terrific Ray Bradbury story dramatized on Dimension X from 1950. With me, as always, is my co-host Lisa Wolf, who came from another planet herself. I think she came from Uranus, Mike. Oh, really? Yeah. I think you think all women come from other planets, Carl. You gotta, no, you not have all this women. Figured out not yet. all women. Not all women. Just you. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> well, it's good to see you, yeah, too. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, did you park your rocket ship out there? Uh, no, I have a rocket ship valet, oh, so I get dropped very off at good. the door. I like that, Lisa. Yeah. All right, well, last time we began listening to a funny comedy on the Halls of Ivy. Let's go back to June 28, 1950, for the conclusion of the Halls of Ivy. And now back to Ivy. It's uh, late afternoon, but the gloom of night has settled over the Hall home. For the past hour, Dr. Hall has been pacing the living room floor. If I could only think of a way to handle this. Warren is such a proud man... He's gone to such lengths to keep this a secret. We'll have to do something. What did the eye doctor say? He said an immediate operation might save his sight. Oh, well, that's wonderful. He must have it done right away. Yeah, it's an expensive operation, and he's the type of man who would rather go off and, and hide in some dark corner than ask for help. Oh, but Toddy, the college would help him, wouldn't it? I, I mean, finance the operation? Yes, of course. I would see to that, but, but that's just it. Sometimes, unless you can find exactly the right way to be helpful, it is more charitable to be unhelpful. Well, if anyone can find the right way, you can. I have no doubt about that. Vicky, what was that you said when Bill was here? I said a great many things. Yeah, but this was something that struck a responsive chord at the, at the time. But um, I know, you, you said that the professor had invented this raffle. Yeah, he told me that he was the one who'd started it with a horse and buggy. Is that so? Yes. He was enormously pleased with himself about it. Is that so? Toddy? Mm-hmm? You've got an awfully funny look on your face. Uh, well, it, it's purely a muscular reaction due to the process of thought. <laughs> Victoria, uh, it is a proven fact that the face, like Gaul, est divisa in partes tres. Um, to puree a Caesarian cliché. <laughs> While this triplicity is not particularly evident when the face is in puris naturalibus, it is... Yeah, now back up there, Doctor. Back up, back up. <laughs> it isn't that I don't enjoy hearing you make little Latin sounds. But what does all this foreign double talk mean? <laughs> Roughly translated, it means that I'm perching precariously on the edge of an idea. <laughs> and I would rather topple over the side of it naturally. I don't want to be pushed. Well, 
I won't even give you a nudge. Oh, Vicky, you're the most amazing woman I know, and the least inquisitive. No, not the least inquisitive, darling. I am the woman who has her inquisitiveness the least encouraged. Well, have patience, my darling. I think my idea is beginning to erupt. First thing I have to do is make a phone call. Your livery stable, Norman talking. Uh, this is this is Doctor Hall of Ivy College talking. Oh, uh, hi, Doc. Uh, how's the bookie business? <laughs> the what? Well, skip it, Doc. It's a gag, see? <laughs> I do see. Uh, Norman, uh, do you happen to have a fairly presentable horse and buggy in uh, stock? A what? A horse and buggy. That is a livery stable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Doc. Yeah, but like, uh, like what's his name Shakespeare said... What's in a name, hey? <laughs> we, we ain't seen a horse here since Seabiscuit stopped by for tea on his way to the derby. <laughs> ye, ye old livery stable, it's a sort of a, sort of a whimsy-sickle name, you know? <laughs> like in tradition, you know? Yes. <laughs> I'm beginning to know about tradition. Well, hey, I... Hey, hey, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Come to think about it. Um, we got an old, beat-up type buggy out in back, if that'll help, but uh, no horse. Well, I, uh, I have to let you know. As what's-his-name said, never put the cart before the horse. <laughs> Come again? That, that's a gag, hey? <laughs> Goodbye, Norman. <laughs> Vicky... I've discovered that the horse seems to be extinct in ivy. we better find the skeleton of one and add it to our museum before it's too late. I did locate a buggy of sorts, A but, horse um, buggy, Toddy? For Professor Warren? Exactly. He could manage that kind of a rig without exposing his failing eyesight. This way, I'm sure I could persuade him to stay over. And it would give us a little more time to, to work out a plan to get him to accept money for his operation. What a wonderful idea. I'm sorry. The door was open and I walked right in. I had to see you. Oh, Bill, I'm glad you came. I figured out how we can keep Professor Warren here if we can find a horse. Uh, right now, I'd give my college for one. But you can't. No, no, I agree. I don't think the Board of Governors would consider one of our four-footed friends fair exchange for Ivy. But if I could find one, I could keep him here for the prom. Dr. Hall, look, there isn't going to be any prom. There have been two meetings since I saw you. The Board of Governors had one. Mr. Wellman called it to vote down the raffle, and they walloped him 19 to 1. <laughs> then we had one, the senior class. We had an idea and voted on it. Listen, you see... So that's the story. What do you think of it? I think it's magnificent. It's the most sensational thing I ever heard. Uh, what are we waiting for? Let's get busy. Uh, what time does the professor's train leave? About eight, I think. <laughs> you know the Ivy local. Always on time. The engineer's time. <laughs> I'll check to make sure before tomorrow night. And I'll call the livery stable right now. And, oh, oh, the horse. Don't worry about that, Doctor. You get the buggy, we'll take care of the horse. Well, I hope you're not being over-optimistic, but I'll leave that up to you. And, Vicky... Uh, will you call the professor and ask him to dinner tomorrow? Dr. Hall, you will make sure that he really plans to leave town. Oh, Bill, after what you just told me, I'll make his plans. He'll leave town if it's the last thing I do. 
Mrs. Hall, that was the best dinner I've had in I don't know how long. You know, I concoct the worst meal ever cooked up by man. Oh. <laughs> you're just lucky that I'm leaving and can't return this invitation. Well, you're not leaving yet, Professor. There's still over an hour until train time. Have some more coffee. Thanks, but I think I'd better be on my way. I um, have a few things to do. I thought I might walk across the campus. Oh, no. I, I mean, uh, don't tie yourself out, Professor. I, uh, you have a long trip ahead of you. Yes, but I thought I might see a few of the students. I uh, guess nobody knows I'm leaving. At least no one stopped by the house. But I suppose with graduation and the prom and all, they're, they're busy. Yes, that's it. They, they're busy. What's all the hullabaloo out there? I don't know. But we can't have Faculty Road disturbed in this unseemly manner. No, it is awfully unseemly. Hey, come on, Professor. Vicky, we better see what this is all about. But, but I, I don't understand all this. Well, they seem to be cheering for you, Professor. Me? Why? What is this? What have they got out there? Sounds like there are a million of them. There are exactly 97 of them. And that's the buggy they've got with them. Your chariot awaits, Professor. Come on. We're going to take you to the station. But, but Bill, this is awfully nice. But have you just got a buggy? Haven't you got a horse? 97 of them, Professor. You've hauled us around for a good many years. Now it's our turn to return the favor. Oh, um, before we go, here, this is for you. It's not a going-away present, it's a coming-back present. Thank you, Bill. My glass is a little clouded. It's a piece of paper. Is this a note? Yes, it's a note, all right. Payable on presentation at any bank. It's a check for $2,000. Yep, it's the money from the raffle. It really belongs to you, Professor. Take it and use it any way you like. Only one condition. Come back. Our class wants you here at Ivy. Oh, now listen, if we don't get going, you'll miss your train. You're about to meet the horsiest senior class in history. Come on. Oh, Toddy, look. The whole senior class harnessed up, pulling the buggy. Yes. I don't think I'll ever forget it. There they go. Yes. And there goes their senior prom. Vicky, there's a big place in this world for those boys and girls. Aren't they wonderful? I'm awfully afraid I'm going to cry. Well, then, let's go inside. If he has a crying wife to comfort Vicky... It's nice to have a house around a man. And here again are Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman. Good night, everyone. Good night. Be sure to see Ronald Coleman's latest picture, Champagne for Caesar. We'll be seeing you next week at this time at the Halls of Ivy, starring Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman. The other players were Herb Butterfield, Arthur Q. Bryan, Peter Leeds, and Sheldon Leonard. Tonight's script was written by Cameron Blake and Don Quinn. Music was composed and conducted by Henry Russell. 
The Halls of Ivy was created by Don Quinn, directed by Nat Wolf, and presented by the Joseph Schlitz Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ken Carpenter speaking. Coming now is the dashing and daring Falcon on NBC. And that's The Halls of Ivy from June 28, 1950, starring Ronald and Bonita Coleman, as heard on the NBC radio network. When we come back from the break, it's Dimension X. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio. On Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. To my right, the vivacious Lisa Wolf. And to my left, the very talented Mike Costella. I want to remind all of our listeners about our surprise boxes. You can get a surprise box of classic radio, a surprise box of classic Twilight Zone CDs, and a surprise box of classic movies and classic TV shows on DVD. And what is this uh, whole thing about? Just go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com. When you go there, there will be a pop-up that will tell you all about the Surprise Box program. And make sure you go onto our website, scroll down a little, and check out our free app. We have an app that gives you 10 free classic radio shows. Download our free app and get 10 free classic radio shows. It's right there, a banner on our Hollywood360 radio Dot com website. All right, it's time now for a good Dimension X broadcast. Let's go back to May 27, 1950, for To the Future, a story by Ray Bradbury, part one of Dimension X. Adventures in time and space, told in future tense. Dimension X. Time is an interesting phenomenon. A ticking clock, the running sands of an hourglass, all these have captured the imagination of men. But time is more. It exists now, and then, and in the future. Suppose we are in the year 1950. Coexistent in time may be worlds we have never seen, the worlds of the past and of the future. The year was 1950. It was a spring night in Mexico, fiesta time. The fireworks shot up into the clear, dark sky, and a papier-mâché bull ran about the plaza chasing boys and laughing men. Mr. and Mrs. William Travis stood on the edge of the yelling crowd, smiling. cheering for the bull. Here he comes. <laughs> He's good, isn't he? I wonder how they rigged up the fire. Oh, Bill, it's wonderful. <laughs> I've never enjoyed myself so much in my life. It's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> well, they brought the bull. Bravo, Toro. Bravo, Toro. Oh, it will go on. Ah, oh, Sue, don't worry. I've enough traveler's checks for a lifetime. Relax. But suppose they find us. Forget it. No, they haven't a chance. But suppose they do. Suppose they take us back. They'll never find us now. Relax. Enjoy yourself. Oh, if it only lasts. Come on, darling. Let's get out of the crowd. I think you need a drink. All right. Let's try something different this time. I want to try every drink there is in the world. Oh, don't worry, darling. 
and there's no rush. There's plenty of time now. All right, in here. Ah. Oh, there's a table over there. Come on. Bill. Hmm? What's the matter? Don't... Don't look right away, but over your left shoulder, right by the end of the bar, that man... What is it? I saw him this morning in the plaza. Well, darling, take it easy. The town is full of tourists. But he was at Juarez in Tasco. Bill, I'm afraid. Well, now, don't stare at him. Come on. I know it's the same man. He was wearing the same white suit. Sit down, Sue. All right, now, come on, dear. Smile. Act natural. Bill, he's been following us. He's a searcher. I know he is. Quiet. Oh, a boy. Here, boy. Uh, si, senor. Si. Uh, Benedictine and brandy. Two. Two. Uh, si. Si, senor. He's watching us, Bill. Oh, you quit worrying, darling. The chances are one in a thousand that they found us. Probably it's just a coincidence. I... I want to lie down. I... I think I'm going to be sick. Susan, hang on, will you? If he is looking for us, we can't run out. What's he doing now? He stopped our waiter. He's asking him something. He may just want a drink. Bill, I can't stand it. I've got to go upstairs and lie down. All right, all right. As soon as we finish our drinks. What's he doing now? Well, he... He's nodding at me. Huh? As if he knows me. And he's smiling. Bill, he's coming over here. Now watch yourself. We've got to go right on in front of him. So if he is what we think he is, he won't suspect. I couldn't. We've got to. Now, come on. So I said to David, I said, Dave, that's ridiculous. You know that the thing is that is never going to take Kristen. What? You did not pull up your pants leg when you sat down. Oh, well, I'm afraid you have the wrong person. My name isn't Chrysler. Chris Ten. No, well, I'm William Travis. I don't see what my pants leg has got to do with it. Mind if I sit down? Well, we well yes, I... Everyone nowadays pulls up his pants leg when he sits down. Like this. Keeps the trousers from bagging at the knees. <laughs> but, of course, if you're not used to this style of clothing... Now, see here. We don't know you. We don't... I'm sorry. I thought I knew you. Look, this is our table. If you don't uh, mind... You see, I'm looking for two friends of mine. A man and his wife, very much like you. The man is an atomic scientist. The wife, a bacteriologist. Very important people. They work on government business. Just what are you talking about? When I find my friends, I'm going to take them home with me. Look here, Mr... Uh... Sims. That will do for now. All right, Sims. I understand that you thought you knew us. You can see you're mistaken. Now, if you'll excuse us, my wife and I were just going up to our room. We have to make an early start in the morning. Going for a trip? Up Acapulco, perhaps? Never spot. mind where we're going. Yes, yes, of course. You don't like crowds, tourists. I'd probably like to get off the beaten path. You know, I've got a vacation folder here that might interest Please, you. Please, uh, Bill, let's go. Oh, wait, Sue. It's put out by an outfit that calls itself Travel in Time Incorporated. Travel in Time? Yes, they've come up with a rather intriguing idea. Would you like to actually witness the burning of Rome? Sail with Columbus in 1492 on his voyage of discovery to America? Meet Cleopatra? Then why not take your vacation in time as well as in place? Uh, but uh, perhaps you've seen this leaflet before. Of course not. Then you'll be interested in hearing the rest. Travel in time incorporated can cost you, you put you in the crowd at any place and time in history. Look, we I... guarantee to teach you any language you need to move freely in any year without risk of detection. 
this summer. Why not escape from the worries of our modern world? Take your vacation in time. Well, that's impossible, of course. Ah, but think what it would mean. A chance to escape all the tensions of an unpleasant life. War, insecurity, fear, sins. I suppose you were a scientist working on a dangerous bomb project. Oh, you, uh, Mrs. Travis, suppose you were a bacteriologist working on disease cultures. And you had a chance to escape all that. To take a vacation 200 years in the past. <laughs> Would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Escape to a more peaceful world. A trip back to, uh, 1950. 1950? But you said a vacation in the past. So I did. But you see, 1950 is the past if you come from the year 2155. 2155? Mm-hmm. Terrible times. Most unpleasant. A war raging, an atomic bacteriological war. I Terrible times. With none of the little comforts we enjoy today, like this fine Havana cigar. Bill, I, I want to go upstairs. I want to lie down. If you were living then, think of how wonderful it would be to take a vacation in time. Back to now. Oh, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. Suppose a young couple like yourselves took a trip to 1950 and didn't want to come back. Do you know what would happen? The government sends a searcher back to look for them. This is all fantastic nonsense. The searcher finds them and brings them back. Well, do you think I'll find my two friends, Mr. Travis? Bill, please take me upstairs. I don't feel well. Oh, is the lady feeling a bit sick? How unfortunate. Here are the drinks, senor. Well, now we drink a toast to 21.55. To the future. That's the first portion of Dimension X. More after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Let's get back to Dimension X. All right, inside, quick. Bill, what are you doing? Shoving a chair into the doorknob. He knows. He has been following us. Bill, he's a searcher. You keep quiet, Sue. I want to think. Bill, take us back. That isn't over yet. Oh, I've got a headache. Uh, I'll get you an aspirin. What will they do to us? I don't know what they'll do to us. Something slipped. Something must have slipped. But we were so careful. Well, the searchers are trained to watch for detail. Things like not pulling up my trousers. That started him thinking. There is a man who isn't used to ancient clothes. Could kill myself for giving it away. No. It was my walk. These... Oh, careful now, Kathy. Here. Thank you. Bill, I won't go back. I won't go on filling tubes with typhoid and bubonic plague. Now, take it easy, sir. There must be some way. We don't have to go back to 2155, do we? The nerve of that sim sitting there looking us up and down like animals smoking those stinking cigars. That's how I first noticed him at Tasco. He had four bottles of liqueurs and a pile of chocolates. Yes, well, he still hasn't gotten over that first greedy hunger. We've got to look out for that suit. It's the sure sign of somebody from the future trying to make up for a lifetime of shortages by stopping themselves sick. Remember our first night? Bill, I can't stand it. We've got to get out of here. What are you doing? Packing. Getting the suitcases out. That's no use, Sue. What do you mean? We can get to Acapulco by morning. Don't you think he's watching us? We could get away. No, no. We've got to sit tight. We've got to wait right here for a break. I don't know what, but something has got to break. Darling. 
Darling, I'm afraid. No, no, no. Maybe he isn't sure of us yet. Maybe we can still figure out some way to escape. Come on, now. We better try to get some sleep. No. No, I... I won't go back. Security police. The bomb. The bomb is falling. It's falling. Sue, Sue, no. what's the matter? Sue. No. Sue, 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 wake up, darling. Sue, wake up. Where are we? All right, all right. Now calm down, honey. You were dreaming now. It's all right. Bill, where are we? Now we're still in 1950. It's all right. Must have had a nightmare. It was awful, Bill. Bill, there was an explosion, a terrible explosion, and my hand burned and wrinkled, and the buildings broke. Oh, Bill. Bill, we won't go back there, will we? Ever. No, 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 no. Go to sleep, honey. It's all right. We're in Mexico 1950. And we're going to stay here. Sue. I've been lying awake here thinking. It may be that he's still testing us. That he's not absolutely certain. That may be why he hasn't moved. Well, maybe, maybe he's just playing with us. Yes, maybe. I wouldn't put that past him either. He's got all the time in the world. He can stay here as long as he likes, then bring us back to the future 60 seconds after we left it. They, they can't make a scene, can they? They don't dare come out in the open. No, no, no. That might change the future. They're afraid of that. Oh, Bill. If we could only tell somebody, ask for help. Oh, now, Sue, you know we can't. That's why we had to submit to the psychological block treatment before they okayed our vacation. <laughs> we couldn't tell if we tried. The block is too strong. Well, maybe we can break it, Bill. And what if we did? Who'd believe a crazy story like ours? Who would believe that we come from 2155? No, Sue, that would do no good. But this is important. They have to get us alone to put us in the time machine to send us back. Well, then, then that's it. We'll never be alone. <laughs> Listen, it's still fiesta time. It'll be easy to stay in the crowd. Yes. Yes, that's our only chance. We must not let him get us alone. He won't get us back to that war and that insane world of it. Bill. It could be the room clerk. At three in the morning? I'd better answer it. No, don't. Don't, Bill, don't. I've got to. Hello? Hello? Mr. Travis? What is the idea of this? It's three in the morning. Yes, yes. I just wanted to remind you, the rabbits may hide in the forest, but a fox can always find them. What was it, Bill? Bill? No, never mind, darling. Come on. Let's get some sleep. Why, we can. Buenos dias, senor, senor. Good morning, senor Gomez. I trust you are spending pleasant days in my hotel. Yes, the time is the best. Oh, it's, it, it's been lovely. Your special table is all ready for breakfast. Oh, fine. Blazers in the hotel. And you must have went to the hotel in this country. Yeah. What is all that racket? Oh, great excitement. Very great. Right, what 
What is it? Uh, they come with uh, four trucks and innumerable automobiles. A motion picture company from Hollywood. Oh, what are they doing down here? Uh, they make pictures of our fiesta for the, the uh, backgrounds. Oh, yes. Uh, we have a very beautiful town. Beautiful. <laughs> yes, very beautiful. That, uh, that that fat man, the one with the most colorful shirt, he is the, the chief, the uh, director. Oh, yes. Senor, coming. You will excuse me. Oh, I hope the table is satisfactory. <laughs> coming, senor, coming. Sue, this is a break. That movie company will draw crowds, and that helps But us. when can we leave, Bill? Well, not today. He'd be sure then. It'd be easy to catch us above on the road. We'd better stay and try to lull Sims. Okay, kids, end of the line. Ciao. Get up, Buster. Lay out the pepper. I got a nose. Here's Sims, Bill. Where's the dining room? Well, we can't do anything now. None of these actors coming in. Okay, follow me, kiddies. Hey, Gloria, you sit next to Papa. Hey, Max, make sure nobody monkeys with the trucks and the gear. Right, Chief? Do we have to eat at this crummy joint, Joe? Cheer up, sweetie. Your mere presence makes this chastens and the truck roll into one. <gasps> Not this early in the morning, Joe. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everything Happy you want, that is, it's on the dear Look, Susan, oh, maybe I could hire two of them. I could say it was a joke. Oh, why? We could dress them in our clothes, have them drive off in our car sometime when Sims couldn't see their faces. Where would that get us? Well, with him off on their trail, we might make it to Mexico City. It'd take years to find us there. Bill, that movie man's coming over here. Oh, oh excuse me. You folks are Americans, aren't you? Yes, that's right. Boy, am I glad to see you. Yeah, I'm so sick of hearing Spanish, I could kiss you. <laughs> hey, come on over and eat with us, huh? Oh, well, I, I don't think we should intrude. Come on, come on. Misery loves company. You're, I'm Misery, and that's the company. We're from Hollywood. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, boy, would I like to be there now. We're down here for some preliminary shots on some technicolor clam bake, you know. <laughs> Real turkey, stinkeroo. Oh, that's too bad. But we've got an expense account. Oh, that's a lovely thing. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm Joe Melton. I'm the unit director. Oh, well, I'm William Travis. This is my wife, Susan. Huh. Mutual. Oh, come over, kids. Join the party. Cheer us up. Only no tamales. I burned out three kidneys on tamales since I came over the border. <laughs> Hey, hey, am, am I funny? Oh, wonderful. Oh, come on over. Hey, Kitty, I got new blood here, brother. Yeah. Oh. Just a moment, Mr. Travis. I thought you might be breakfasting with me, alone. Sorry. Oh, no, I got him first, Mac. You want to join us? Uh, no, no, I've already ordered. Mr. Travis, I think you'd better talk with me now. Hey, is this guy giving you trouble? It's all right. Well, you say the word. I'll have Max pitch him out on his ear. No, 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 no. It's all right. Uh, we'll be right over, Mr. Melton. Oh, Bill. We'll talk to Mr. Sims. Uh, Mr. Melton, uh, sort of keep an eye on us, huh? After all, you found us first. Yeah, sure. Well, come on over soon, kids. Sit down, Mr. Travers. I hope you slept well. Did you? I'm not used to spring mattresses. But there are compensations... I stayed up half the night trying new cigarettes and foods. <laughs> a whole new spectrum of sensation. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? <laughs> Still acting, huh? But it's no use. You can't stay in crowds all the time. I'll get you alone soon enough. I'm immensely patient. Let's come to the point. It took me a month to trace you down and be sure of you. Now, if you come with me quietly, I might be able to get you off with no punishment. 
if you agree to go back to work on the bacteria bomb. We don't know what you're talking about. Stop it. Use your intelligence. You know we can't let you get away with this escape. Other people in the year 2155 might get the same idea and do the same. We need people to fight your wars. It's all right, Susan. We can talk on his terms now. He's got us. We can't escape. (sighs) At last. Really, you've both been incredibly romantic. Running away from your responsibilities. Running away from horror. Nonsense. Only a war. Only? With half the world dead, the other half dying? Yes. But we can't have you escaping here while we drop off a cliff. Dying people love to know that others died with them. Hey, kids, bring it up. We're waiting on you. The longer you keep me waiting, the harder it will go on you. What do you mean? We need you on that bomb project. Return now and... No torture. Torture? Yes. You see, later we'll force you to work. And after you've finished the bomb, we'll, uh... Try a number of complicated new devices on you. As you say, you can't escape. We have all the time in the world. Here, in 1950. Sims, I'll make a deal with you. I'll come back now. If my wife stays here alive, safe, away from that war. No, Bill, Keep quiet, sir. Well, Sims, you need me for that bomb. You can duplicate her work. It exceeds my authority. But all right. Meet me in the plaza in ten minutes. I'll pick you up in the car. Good. We'll drive out into the country to some deserted spot, and I'll have the time travel machine pick us up. Bill, I won't let you. Don't argue, Sue. It's settled. Good. I'll meet you in the plaza in ten minutes. Your wife may stay here as long as she wishes. All right, Sims. It's a deal. Don't try anything now, Travis. I know when I'm licked. We just want a few minutes to say goodbye. I'll be seeing you then. Bill, I won't let you do it. I won't let you. Please, Susan. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to get help. You can't. The psychological block It's won't... our last chance, hey, Bill. Hey, hey, aren't you two going to join us? I thought Mr. You... Melton, I've got something to tell you, and you've got to believe me. Sue, it won't work. I've got to try. Go ahead, kids. Spill it. You've got to understand. You see, we really... Bill. Bill, my head, I... I can't think, but... My, Sue, my you head, need a promo, honey. It can't work, Sue. The block is too strong. Now, we'd better get the car. Maybe someone's crying. Now, breakfast, no time for people to cry. Now, what in the world could a good-looking kid like you find to cry about? Bill, I... I won't let you do it. Don't make it harder, I'll Susan. I'll let me go back with you. We'll get through some way. You think I'm going to let you go back to that war? <laughs> Sue, please stop. We haven't got much time. It was so wonderful here, Bill. Oh, Bill. And there he is. Smoking those cigars of his. Waiting for us. Oh, there, there must be some way. Some way that we can both stay here. Maybe there is. Bill! Bill, what are you going to do? Hang on, Sue, and duck when I tell you. No! No, Bill, you're heading right for him. I'm not going to get either of us now. Oh! Right down, Sue, down! Bill? It's all right, darling. It's all over now. This is the mayor, dear. Signora, 
Your husband has been officially cleared in this most unfortunate affair. It is obvious this uh, Senor Sims died of an unavoidable accident. An accident? Yes. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, adios, Senor. Senora. Adios. Will they want to see you again? No, 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 no. I'm clear. I lost control of the car. That's the way it stands. <sighs> oh, Sue, I hated to kill him. I never wanted to do anything like that in my life. Where will we go now? Mexico City? Well, the car's in the repair shop. It won't be ready till four, and then we'll get out of here. Hey there, Travis! Wait up! It's the movie man, Bill. He was very good to me when they had you in there. Oh? Hey, I heard what happened. They sprung you, huh? Great, yeah. great. It, it was an accident. Well, it's lucky you didn't get hurt yourselves. Everything okay now? Yes. Yes, I think so. Well, that's fine, but you both look a little rocky. So you want to get your mind off your troubles? We're through for the day. Clouds fouled up our shooting schedule, so we're going to put a header on it up at the hotel. Well, I don't, I don't think we'd better. Well, you've got to wait till your car's fixed, don't you? Oh, come on now. It'll do you good to relax or get your mind off what's happened. Gloria's cracking the ice now. Well, maybe we will join you. I've got to go check up on the car and then... Well, don't miss the party, kiddies. I'll see you upstairs. Bill, I, I don't think oh, we... Oh, come on, honey. We've got the break now. Sims is dead. Before they can put another searcher on our trail, we'll have time to make a clean getaway. Bill, I'm, I'm so tired. I know. And what you need is a little excitement. We raid a celebration, honey. <laughs> well, I, I guess it would be nice to... Unwind. Sure. We'll go up to Melton's room, have a couple of drinks and a few laughs. Honey, it's all over. <laughs> we can relax. <laughs> well, 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 kitty. Well, we thought we'd join you, Mr. Melton. Oh, great, great. Call me Joe. Hey, Gloria, yank another cork. We got company. Well, here you are, kid. Thank you. Oh, you kids ready to drink? That was a pretty messy business, but it's all over now, huh? Yes, it's all over. Yes, well, it's time to unlax. Grab a glass, honey. Oh, thank you. Hey, hey, quiet, everybody. Quiet, quiet. How about a toast to our guests? Oh, sure, you bet. All right. To a very beautiful lady, lovely enough for the movies. Oh, I thank you. No, I'm not kidding. That's why I came over to you in the first place. I might even give you a test. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean it, honey. You're pretty nice. I, I could make you a movie star. Oh, and take me to uh, Hollywood? Well, at least to get us out of Mexico. No, you're not serious. Sure I am. Uh, uh, Gloria, how about a refill? Coming up. Well, it sounds wonderful, doesn't it, Bill? Uh, yes. Uh, Los Angeles is a pretty crowded city, isn't it? Crowded? Wait till you see the sunset bus. No, you don't really think I could be an actress. You don't have to cheer me up anymore. I'm feeling wonderful now. No, I'm serious. I think you'd be great. I want to do a suspense story. Sort of a war story, you know. Uh, Gloria, pour Mr. Travis another glass. Okay, Joe. Uh, a suspense story? Yes, dear, yes. A story about a man and a wife who live in a little house. Now, I'm just ad-libbing this, you understand. Oh, yeah, sure. Go on. But there's a war on, see? A terrible war, you see? They live in the year 2155. Here's the gimmick. They escape into the past, and they kill a man who follows them to bring them back. Uh, Gloria, honeypot, get Mr. Travis another glass. Hmm? Well, sir, this couple takes refuge with a group of movie people. Safety in numbers, they figure. Bill, Bill. Ah, but the story goes on. This couple is terribly important for a new project. Uh, let's call it a bacteria bomb. So the searchers figure out a way that they can get them alone in a hotel room. Shove a chair under the door now, Max. Yes, sir. 
You see, the workers, searchers may work alone or in groups, so that if one of them's killed, the rest carry on. Don't you think that would make a wonderful picture, huh, Susan? Don't you, Bill? You're not going to get us, Melton. Stand still. Put that gun down, Travis. Who is it? The manager. Grab that gun, Max. Sit down. Let go of me. He's not made things worse, Mr. Travis. The manager, he heard us. Let's get going. He'll break down our door in a minute. Max, get ready to travel. Get that. Take a good look, Mr. Travis. Take a good look at 1950. You won't be seeing it anymore. Throw the switch. All right, Juan. Break down the door. Where are they? I was at the door. I heard them inside. They're gone. Oh, the iron bars are undisturbed. What, what happened to them, Juan? They, they just disappeared, all of them. Nuestro Padre Chiel. All right, Juan. Pray later. Senor, I think you'd better send for the priest in Hollywood. Later, later, Juan. They, they just disappeared. Look here in the closet. See? Hey, bottles, hundreds of bottles. Hey, Chateaux, yeah. cognac, absinthe, tequila, Turkish cigarettes, and boxes of pure Havana cigars. These crazy Americanos. Why should anyone leave all this behind? What? Never question providence. There is enough here to last us both for a month. What? I think we can look forward to a most happy future. You have just heard another adventure into the unknown world of the future. The world of... Dimension X. Adventure in Dimension X was the Ray Bradbury story to the future as adapted for radio by Ernest Canoy. John Larkin was heard as Bill and Jan Miner as Susan. Your narrator was Norman Rose. Music by Albert Berman, engineer Don Abbott. Dimension X is produced by Van Woodward and directed by Edward King. Tomorrow it's high adventure, now it's truth or consequences on NBC. And that's Dimension X from May 27, 1950, with To the Future, a story by Ray Bradbury, starring John Larkin. You know who else is in this cast, Lisa? Jan Minor. You know who that is? I do, Carl. Madge. She's soaking You're in it. You're soaking in it. Yeah, she did a lot of radio broadcasts. And then moved to uh, And then TV? did television, yeah. yeah. She was Madge. The uh, She would soak her fingers in... Palmolive, yeah, <laughs> dishwashing liquid. Yeah, I'll never forget those commercials. I, I remember they were on for them years too. and years. All right, well, hope you enjoyed Dimension X. Let's take a quick break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. 
Hi, Carl Amari here. During the month of February, you can digitally download Classic Radio's Greatest Shows Volume 1, featuring 12 shows including Sam Spade, Amos and Andy, Sherlock Holmes, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Gunsmoke, Inner Sanctum, and more. It's regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Also on sale during February at 50% off is The Black Museum Volume 1, starring Orson Welles in 12 True Crime Stories. It's regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Classic Radio's Greatest Shows Volume 1 and the Black Museum Volume 1 at half price. In March, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during February. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order. And while you're there, download an episode of Suspense absolutely free as our gift to you. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next time, Olivia de Havilland stars in a tour de force performance on the Screen Director's Playhouse. Then it's good comedy on Duffy's Tavern. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.